Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, everyone. It's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, although some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's MasterChef After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Master Chef. After Chocolate. I don't even know where to begin. I don't. I don't either, guys. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Master Chef After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. And uh, it was a very Chaco-centric after show. I'm going to put Chaco in front of a lot of words tonight, just in the in the in the in the spirit of the show. Um, we're going to have a great show tonight, uh, talking about season five, episode ten, twelve. Chefs compete. We actually have a special guest calling in just a minute here. We have Big Willie. Would you say that this episode is going to be chock full of fun? It'll be chock full of delicious fun. Chaco. <laughs> I'm your Chaco host for the evening tonight, uh, Stephen Lemieux, joined here today by my uh, amazing Cho host, <laughs> Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah. Hey guys, thanks for uh, tuning in and thanks for still listening after what just happened. Um, Tracy is still out of town. Uh, she has her own chocolate business going down, so she can't uh, she can't be here. But she will be back next week, definitely for the after show for episode eleven. Eleven chefs compete after. Now that we don't have one person left, I guess uh, we can go ahead and say we know who it was. Christine went home, sadly. Mm-hmm. But so tonight kind of tonight, tonight kind of shows uh, you know the relationships with people and like people talk a lot about their loved ones in the episode. Like we get a little bit more about Elizabeth. She was married three months before the show began, 
And uh, she misses her husby- husband, her chocolate husband, a lot. He's sitting at home. No one's cooking him food. He's like ordering McDonald's and pizza. He's like, somebody please bring Chuck me hungry. something to eat. Um, so we find out that the team challenge is, uh, well, that the town's is a team challenge. No mystery, no mystery box today. Uh, they're not going anywhere. The diners are going to come into the dining room and they're going to cook for them. And it's going to be a not so much Valentine's Day, but of that ilk, more just yeah. a romance cooking challenge where they have uh, 60 minutes to ta- to cook their entree. And then after the entrees are served, they have 60 minutes to prepare their dessert. And it's two teams of six. And, yeah, the couples will decide with the most votes. And the team captains are Elizabeth and Aaron. So, I mean, just looking at this, uh, oh, also Victoria talks about being with her girlfriend of three years. So, of course, that is also something we didn't know about Victoria before as well. Yeah, that's uh, kind of cool. It's, it's cool that they, and they, I like that they didn't make a big deal out of it. Yeah. Like nobody had to mention it or like stress on it. It's it's good that we're to the this point is where the, nobody really the, yeah. blinks at that anymore. Yeah. This like, is okay. the most we have to talk about it. Yeah, there you go. We mentioned it. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so the team captains are Elizabeth and Aaron because, of course, Aaron made the amazing tiramisu last uh, last episode, which now she is making another tiramisu this episode. That's true. I, I didn't necessarily <laughs> think about that. Uh, yeah, you got to diversify. I guess last time it was like that crazy savory. Yeah. Tiramisu, which was in, which was cool, and it got her the captainship here. But she also says she's never been on a date before. Aww. Poor, poor Arn. You know what? I'm sure after this show, you're going to get plenty of dates. I'll bet Twitter is just like her, her Twitter feed is probably not something she wants to be looking at. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that if she has Tinder, a lot of people swipe the right. <laughs> All right. Um. So the challenge. But before see. you go into the challenge, you have to pause and rewind a bit because Scottish Francis is wearing a kilt. Yeah, Scottish Francis, you're wearing a kilt. Francis Leggy, <laughs> I didn't tweet at you, but you'll watch this and you'll see that we say this. You're wearing a blue kilt. I guess it's fitting because you're on the blue team, but you didn't know you'd be on the blue team. How did you know that? Because he's psychic. I guess. It's going to turn into Ghost Whisperer slash MasterChef crossover special. I think the Scottish people just know. But speaking of Scottish people know, <laughs> we have we have Chaco Willie on the Chaco line here. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. We're, we're doing amazing now that you're on the line. We're, we're happy to talk to you again, Willie. Thank, welcome back to the show. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a quick shout-out, guys. Go ahead and follow Willie on Twitter at MC5Willie right now because he tweets the most amazing stuff. He likes to retweet and he interacts with his fans a lot. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> so how was it filming this episode, Willie? Where Did you enjoy making chocolates? Because yours looked more like donut holes, but they looked so delicious I really wanted to try them anyway. Well, you know, everything in Texas is big, so <laughs> I have to represent home first. <laughs> with those truffles, but the whole episode was fine. Did, uh, everyone's mentioning your glasses. They've been kind of a topic on Twitter, and I'm sure it's not trending, but it should have been hashtag Willie's glasses. Has Gordon commented on your glasses before, off-camera, and before tonight? Um, I think when I first came on, um, they said something about my glasses, and I actually, uh, got a chance to wear like Graham's glasses like the very first episode uh so like that set the standard for the glasses right then so it's kind of an inside joke you guys had while filming that's cool yeah 
So what was it like on this episode? Like, was th- was it a lot of pressure to cook chocolates? Because, again, they, they didn't stress it too much. But, yeah, chocolates are very, very difficult to get right if you've never done them before. I'm assuming you might have done chocolates before. Have you, Willie? I've never done chocolates before. I've eaten a lot of chocolates, but I've <laughs> never made uh, truffles like that before. And so when they brought the box up, it was... Uh, a little intimidating for me, uh, especially now that I've proven myself as a baker throughout the entire competition. It was really like a lot of added pressure on me to be like one of the best. It looked tough. Like this, the finesse of getting something smooth and round and in a perfect ball. I can't imagine pulling that off in 60 minutes. That is the hardest part. The hardest part was the actual uh, ball because you have to understand, you know, you're in the kitchen, it's a lot of lights, and uh, those lights play a big part because it's hot, you know? But you trying to mold your uh, your ganache uh, into perfect balls, they're not forming. So was that, um, was that why you decided to roll it in sprinkles to kind of give it more of a stability base? No, I didn't. I didn't roll them in sprinkles because of that. I just seen the sprinkles, and I thought they matched my personality, and they were bright, they were colorful, and so I just did stuff that would best represent Willie Mike and the brand. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit also about um, the first competition, which was where they have to create an entree and a dessert for all these couples and things, and like. Uh, they 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 did the confessional camera with with Elizabeth and they did it with uh, Victoria, but we never heard about you, Willie. Was there anyone you were thinking about while you were making these dinners and thinking about like, oh, I miss this person? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I had a few people that I could have thought about, but, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to step on anybody's toes and. Uh, call out somebody, not call out the other. So I have to keep that to myself. That's probably the best answer. (laughs) You made the chocolates for everyone. (laughs) Tactful. Um, So you're chosen by Aaron's team this episode. Uh, She says that you're like her best friend, but have you, you hear, you must hear that from everyone. Like, I feel like everyone could use that and choose you for their team in this show. Yeah, they could, but me and Iran's relationship is way beyond uh, what the other contestants and I have. Like, we are really, 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 really close. That's like my little sister. Uh, I took her in whenever she needed to talk, cried on my shoulder. Whatever it was, I was that big brother, so... When she said that I'm like her best friend, that was on a whole nother level. Uh, that was way beyond the competition, way beyond any other stuff that you are witnessing on TV. And that's great to know that relationships form like that behind the cameras. How how early on did you guys really connect? Was it like right away, like the first couple of days on set? Uh, it was it was like immediate. Like first walking into the kitchen. Uh, you know, it was it was just a bond. You know, once we uh, got a chance to actually talk, you know, offset, 
and back at the hotel, it just it just grew. Have you have you made sure that she's gotten a date? <laughs> uh, I'm not ready for her to be dating. That <laughs> 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 literally like that big brother. She doesn't need to be thinking about dating right now. She just graduated from high school on her way to college. That's all she needs to be focused on right now. And before I need to improve of it. <laughs> you like monitor her Twitter followers and Instagram like you ain't putting that I picture do. up there. I do. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so what kind of went into play with this? Because we didn't see too much on you guys' teams with um how the teams are working together because we, we see that you and her are working together on dessert, which probably brought you a lot closer together as well. But with uh with Christine and Cutter on the risotto and Leslie and Cutter on the lobster. Um, we don't really see too much behind the scenes during this part. What was the what was the kind of temperament of the kitchen while you guys were cooking this dinner? Was everyone kind of on the same page with what they needed to get done, as opposed well, to you, you did see you did see a little tension of this tonight in uh, the episode with Cutter uh, and Leslie trying to get the the, the lobster poached and the butter uh, not seasoning it. Uh, early on, you know that Leslie, uh, he don't use a lot of sauce. Mm-hmm. That's just him. So with us, it was, you know, important to make sure stuff is seasoned and stuff like that. And then, you know, Christian is a, uh, alpha male. So instead of him saying what he has to say, he says it a little aggressively. So I, you know, the tension was there. But it took, like, me and Christine and Iran to calm everything down. So I think once that happened, the dynamic of the team was, okay, let's work together. Let's put it out. And then especially with uh, Gordon Ramsay's wife walking in, that really put another added pressure to us making sure that everything was perfect. Well, with that also – I was going to say something. Well, I, I, I was going to say that, yes, uh, Leslie probably got to watch his sodium levels. His <laughs> wife probably worries about him on that. <laughs> so he doesn't let him cook with too much salt. Shout out to you, Leslie. Um, so yeah. with that, is there anyone on your team? I, I, you're not throwing anyone under the bus, but it it seemed like you and uh, you and Christine and Aaron worked really well together. Was there anyone on your team you would have traded for somebody else? Um... If I personally had to choose uh, somebody, of course, I can't use Elizabeth because she won. I would have picked my girl Victoria again. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. I totally I would pick Victoria again. That's, a, that's good, though. I, I think it's weird because Victoria um, really didn't – like she really didn't pop up for the first three or four episodes, and then she just kind of exploded with with all this camera time, and now everyone's really really enjoying her character because not her character yeah, but I, her herself because she's like really cool, and we never would have expected her from the first three episodes. Well, I, I me personally, I believe that uh, she actually set herself up uh, in the first episode to be of course, to be written with the competitors because she made a goat heart. She's the only person that did something wild like that. So even though they didn't show it, 
you know, we were all like, oh, okay, this is what she doing. You know, while we were doing, you know, stuff that were common, she actually went outside the box. And so I think we all looked at her from the very first episode as somebody that is a real big foodie and loves uh, cooking and she's passionate about it. And so I think now that she's gotten the camera time, uh, it's really, you're really seeing it now, but we've always respected Victoria like that. Which is, which is also interesting with her character. Cause in this challenge, one of the big problems that, um, the, the red team had, which I mean, the blue team had, which was, which was the team Victoria was on with Elizabeth and Francis L and uh, Daniel was that, she was chosen for her protein cooking capabilities, and the biggest worry they had on the blue team was that the fillets were way too rare. And when you see them, they're they're like basically it looked like seared ahi tuna. How rare the fillet was! Yeah. So now you know uh, this is this is you know this is the thing that goes on about fillets and steak. You have some that like them rare. You have some that like a medium rare. And you have a lot of people that like them well done, which is a mistake to me. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, steak is one of those things. It's just how evident person you're preparing it for. Like, like you've seen some of the diners that said, uh, I like mine a little bit better or this was perfect, you know? So it's just one of those things that it's going to always be a continuous argument. Do you think that it helped them that the diners could not choose how they would like their steaks prepared? Because it seems at that point where even if they're all rare, they're all consistent. So nobody looks to them and be like, Oh, you got a good steak. I got a bad one. So it seems like it might've helped them that everyone got a fairly rare steak. So they're like, well, I ordered the steak. I guess this is what I was going to get no matter what. So they go on the flavor as opposed to how well it was cooked. Exactly. Exactly. If, if that would have been the salad, then the whole kitchen probably would have went home. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If that was the challenge, everybody had to make steak, and we took one side and one side, and we had to cook them to order the way that the customers wanted it, like that would have been interesting. I think we all would have been in a pressure test, and we all would have possibly failed those truffles. Oh, it's so hard to cook a steak compared to with so many people when you're cooking eight steaks and every one of them is a different way. Unless mm-hmm. you've done it exactly. with exactly, and, and, and not only that, especially when uh, you're tired. You know, it's easy when you're just at home and you have your family and your friends are saying, oh, make sure mine well done. That's easy. You know, it's not a, a time frame on it. But when you have these people that say, you got 10 minutes for this to be out, of, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure. So um, for this uh, challenge here, we, uh, we actually get them eating your dishes, Gordon and his wife, uh, why can't I remember her name? I totally her, her name. Atana. 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 Atana, yeah. Tana Ramsey, and uh, so she says the filet is too too rare, but she enjoys the the puree underneath it. And then the risotto doesn't really taste like lobster; it has too much onion, but it's a good lobster though. So that's kind of like mm-hmm. I think that really, which is weird. You know what? I think it might have shot you guys in the foot doing lobster in the first place because lobster is one of those things that you know anyone will eat a good steak. 
but sometimes like people are really particular about their lobster and sometimes people just don't like lobster and they get it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, lobster is one of those, uh, it's an inquired taste. For yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that could have been a downfall. And as well as, um, if you look at all the couples there, those were some, uh, big men. Mm-hmm. And I know that they wasn't feeling no dainty little lobster tail on a plate with a handful of uh, a spoonful of rice. You know they wasn't feeling that. So the steak was it was very fulfilling. So to lose by a landslide, I believe that that's why. You know, just my opinion. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, for me, when I go out for a romantic night, I generally think. I, and I'm a, I love a good steak. Don't get me wrong, but if it's a romantic night, mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'll go for uh, something light, a nice fish, because uh, you know you can you can get hot and heavy later. You don't want something heavy weighing you down. It's it, that's exactly that's that's, <laughs> that's my thing right there. When you are at, in feeling very romantic, you know you don't want your partner, whoever you with, to be all heavy. You know. <laughs> That's on a whole nother subject. I'm not gonna go there. I am not gonna go there with y'all tonight. But that is my main point. You know, especially especially if you've been married sixty five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't Why know. Why would you want something that heavy? You know, I kinda I kinda am the opposite though. Like I'm not gonna get something like really heavy, but I feel like a steak is a very it's a very easy thing to digest. It's very predictable with how your body will handle it. And I feel like if you're going to have lobster and especially on a competition show, like you're going to be, if you're like, uh, is it going to be cooked right? Am I going to get sick from this? Like, I don't want to be sick later when we're trying to do some romantic things. Uh, a steak, I know exactly. But you can get, you can get sick too on uh, rare a steak. lobster too. Yes, that's true. So it was a little bit too rare as well. I don't know. I guess there's an argument for both sides. I personally would have totally ordered the steak. No offense to you guys. What would you have made, Willie Mike, on your menu for tonight if you had the decision? You know, I was just asked that on Twitter tonight, and I think I would have uh, done like a stuffed alum tomato with a crispy skin fish, uh, very summery and just perfect. That'd be good with wine. That'd be that's a good wine dish. I didn't know if I don't know if they they were serving champagne. Yeah, no, they, they had, were they, had wine? Uh, they were drinking red wine. Okay, yeah, that that sounds yeah. actually really good. That's light, but it also will fill you up well. That's yeah, that's what I would have done. I can I can appreciate and, and that. I am a hopeless romantic, so you know I have all these romantic dishes in my head that uh, I can prepare and that I have prepared for someone. Hmm. Well, for for all for, um, never mind. Sorry, I was going off on a different train of thought. Uh, at this point, I just remembered from last week. I still got to give you a shout out on air for ma- putting the egg in the tomato soup. Like I'm still, <laughs> I'm still hung up on Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness, you don't know, Stephen. When I listen to, the, I'm, you know, I listen every week. Like this is my my fix to listen to After Buzz. <laughs> and when you said that, I was just like elated. <laughs> because I knew in my head that that made sense. Now, if it was really a bad dish, I would have said, yeah, 
it's the five, it's the three. You know, I would have easily said that, but I was so serious about it being an eight because it works. You just have to be open to that, and you know, you know how that goes. They had to break the oak, and they didn't break the oak. That's what it is. They didn't do none of that. All they did was stir it around and look at it. The plate was actually good. Now, you know what? If I could have changed one thing about that dish, I wouldn't have actually fried my egg. I would have poached it. That's that's the ticket right there. I would have actually poached it, and then it could have actually fit in the soup instead of me frying it, and it actually was falling in one side. That would have been the only thing that I would have changed. But as far as the flavor and stuff like that, it was hands down an eight dish. I, I definitely would have wanted to try it. Yeah, I'm, it I'm good. just saying. <laughs> and when I come to L.A., I'm going to make you one, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you. Whenever you're out here, you got to let us know. Me, Zach, Tracy, we'll all go out for a drink. Or we'll just go back and find a kitchen where you can cook us something amazing, and maybe we'll pay you. Most you know? definitely. <laughs> All right, so th- we get a little bit of the audience and the people who are in the audience talking about it. So we have the 65-year marriage, and the, they, they talk about, oh, I like it this rare. Oh, I don't like it this rare. <laughs> oh, you oh, shut they up. You're so not getting cute. any of me tonight. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh. They were so cute. I know, they were. Uh, and that it's just kind of endearing to see people who are that far along in their relationship. They're basically life partners at that point. Um, and then uh, we also get, okay, guys, proposal. Can I just say cheesy? Like, kind of. You thought that was cheesy? I did. Just the way it was done was just, it was too expected. And I was just like, it seemed like they were actors to me. Where was the speech? Where was the heart? Where was Willie Mike delivering a cake? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, that's all they needed. But, it, you know, we didn't get a chance to see none of that. So when y'all saw that today, we saw it too. We didn't know that that was happening in there. Which is interesting because usually like for Hell's Kitchen or something like that, they would have that be like the main person where, oh, you have to make sure that the person, because they're delivering the rig tonight, you have to make sure that that dish is perfect. Like, that's the pressure they put on you. So I'm. Oh, yeah, we didn't know it. And see, and, and if you look at the episode, while they were dining, the doors were closed. Oh. Yeah, they, sh- they shut it. Like, Ramsey would, like, walk and in. And when you think Gordon Ramsey walk out to check on the desserts, they opened the door. So we couldn't see what was going on. I see. So you don't even know anything. You can't take their. We don't know nothing. All right. Um, well, of course, Tana enters, and uh, Courtney likes the heels. Daniel likes the wife. <laughs> uh, so... Well, <laughs> now, you know, I, I love everyone. I, I made this perfectly clear. We I, all have a past. We all have a story. I feel a butt coming but, on. you know, sometimes less is more. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> All right. That, t- that was okay. an inside read. I hope y'all caught it. I, I caught. I caught it. <laughs> okay. Oh man. All right. So we're very scandalous. Very. <laughs> all, all I'm thinking of uh, is is uh, is less work, bigger flavor. The 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 fake show I created for you and Leslie. <laughs> Yes, we have to. We have to make that happen. I know. We, we, have to make that we gotta pitch that. All right. So moving on to desserts, we have uh, the red team with a raspberry chocolate tiramisu, and the blue team with um, the 
that the, the 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 sponge cake I wrote it down earlier that's why I couldn't find it um they decide that they're going to make a sponge cake which has layers uh it has a, a salted caramel layer a dark chocolate layer a strawberry layer and a nut layer and just from hearing these two desserts I was like I want the sponge cake what what was your kind of input on these desserts did you have any say in what we were in what they were making really um well, as Iran being uh, the captain, you know, she came up with the menu. She said what she wanted to say, uh, and we went along with it. Would I have changed it? Yes. You know, I'm the dessert person. I would have changed it. But looking at uh, the other team's dessert, to me, uh, I think ours was more appealing to the eye. Mm-hmm. To theirs, uh, I do believe that they had a lot of stuff going on, and as a person with different big flavors in the competition, uh, I can see how that would work and make sense. Would you? Would you, know? you have tried their dessert if you had the chance? Yes, I would have. Okay. <laughs> yes, I would have. Because I thought I thought I, yes. I mean I thought both of them looked delicious. I'm just like when I hear on a menu and but, they explain you know, I'm that a dessert. I'm a dessert person, so you put any dessert in front of me, I'm going to taste it. <laughs> I eat dessert before I eat my regular meal all I, the time. So anything sweet, I'll take it. I mean, you did make little dainty, like little, the blood orange cupcakes at the very, or orange liquor cupcakes at the very first thing you cooked. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that gingerbread cake, that had a whole lot of stuff going on. Yeah, those look, those look mad good. Um, oh, they had the habanero in them. That's right. That's what it was, wasn't it? Huh? Those had habanero in them? Uh, those dessert, that dessert had uh, cayenne pepper and red pepper flakes That's in the was. berry uh, compote that I made. So good. Okay. Oh, that was kind of like a throwback uh, throwback to the first episode, guys. Um, so on the red team, you have Cutter kind of stressing everyone out. Like, there's 17 plates. Like, come on. Come on. We got to get this going. We got this going. Does Cutter kind of stress everyone out, like, every <laughs> single episode? Because he did really well in the Savior Challenge today. Um, but at the same time, it just seems like he's got a lot of nervous energy while he's in the kitchen, and it seems like it might throw some people off. I think, uh, because I, you know, I talked to Cutter, and I believe that his biggest, biggest thing is that he doubts himself. If he just do it, then everything else will fall in place, you know, but once you get into that mindset of, I can't do it, and you have that defeating spirit already, then you're going to do just that. You're going to be defeated, and you're not going to shine the way uh, you're supposed to. And like tonight, uh, during the pressure test, he actually embraced the challenge. And what happened? He had the best truffles. Uh, And so with the first part of the competition, uh, him – paying attention to the other group instead of paying attention to us and making sure that we had our stuff together. That's how that stress level came down and then was starting to affect all of us. Cause it's like, okay, focus on what we have going on. Don't pay attention to them. Cause as soon as you start paying attention to other people, that's when you mess up on your side. Yeah. 
that that totally makes sense. Um, and I can I can kind of see that from watching him in this season, how kind of as the pressure raises, it is kind of harder for him to focus. So that might have a great deal to what 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 hap- what a great deal to do with what's going on with him and how he kind of just needs to kind of get that confidence behind him. Um, Willie, I yeah. do want to take a moment uh, out of the show to uh, tell everyone to go to iTunes. Uh, people need to go to <laughs> iTunes. They need to rate and subscribe to this podcast because we get great guests like uh, like uh, Willie Mike on here as well as uh, Daniel and, I mean, so many other people are going to be on. The, I mean, we basically, Elise last week. Elise last week. Uh, uh-huh. Leslie will be coming on shortly. Courtney wants to come on the show. Francis Elegi has been begging for like the past <laughs> five weeks to come on the show. <laughs> oh, and Tyler. Can I just say... Can I just say, and this is not to mock them, but I was the first. (laughs) You can say that because you absolutely were. The first guest on After Buzz was yours truly, Big Willie. That's absolutely correct. That was another read. That was another read. (laughs) I'm done. I'll, I'll give you one more read. We have an iTunes comment here about, from somebody last week. It says, just helping out, hoping you guys stick around longer than Cutter does, because apparently they don't like Cutter. Um, and they say, the guests you have from the show calling in are amazing, and I hope they keep coming on, keep it up. Would you just say shout-out to SGJR1960? Shout-out to SGJR1960. All right, there you go. You got a shout out from Big Willie himself on the After Buzz MasterChef show. If you guys want a shout out from us or maybe even one of our amazing guests, you guys need to go to iTunes, rate and comment, and definitely give us five stars, but leave us a comment. Tell us what you think of the show, and uh, we'll definitely try to get you guys a shout out. I don't think anyone's going to beat the shout out from Big Willie, though. Like that's I, It would be tough. Nah. Dreams have been made tonight. It would be tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen and Beck, can I just say this? And I... I I have to give a shout out to my girl Christine Silverstein from the show. She left tonight. Mm-hmm. The girl is bad. She's amazing. She's an awesome person. And if you haven't got a chance to look at her backstory, I want everybody to go look at her backstory. The way that she entered into the competition and the reason why she did it is amazing. And uh, it's, it's very uplifting. And I just really want to do that. Um, I think I, they mentioned it something a few episodes ago, but yeah, I'm gonna look more into that now that you say that because yeah. we didn't get we didn't get too much with her. No, they never really spent. They never gave her much time for us to really connect to her on it, the show. Because yeah, and I I think they showed a little bit about uh, uh, her friend got really sick and uh, her friend ended up dying and the last email that she, her friend was sending to her was like, you need to focus about yourself you always there for people it's time for you to be there for yourself and that was something that her friend took the time out to write to her and she ended up auditioning and she made it this far and you know she's just a selfless person like she is amazing you know she's always caring about other people and stuff and yeah it was really hurtful to see her go well, you guys need to you guys need to go onto Twitter and search up MC Five Christine and show her all your love. Send her tweets, send her support, yeah. uh, and I'm sure we'll be seeing more of her in the future. I mean, a lot of people from MasterChef they don't really go away, and I don't want them to. I don't mean it to say it in that way, but I mean this show really does build a good base for starting a career as a chef or even whatever mm-hmm. kind of aspects you want to move into. It's a hell of a resume builder. 
Most definitely, especially uh, using uh, Gordon Ramsay and Joe and Graham on that resume. You know, uh, it's it's taken me places now that I wouldn't have never thought about. You know, going. Uh, so it is a, a great experience to be a part of. It is a awesome brand to be a part of, and. You know, if you ever get the chance to audition, uh, my biggest thing is just be you. Don't try to be nothing that you're not because the people see it and they will call you out on it on social media. <laughs> you. That's all. <laughs> I that's, just can't stress it enough. Just be you. That's all you've been this whole season, Willie. That's what we should do, Steven. You and me, next season, we're going to go. When they come to L.A., we're going to try out. I mean, I'm See down. I'm totally down. <laughs> I'd probably make it further than you, oh, though, Zach. that would be mm. some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be channeling some Big Willie. I'd have my cell phone out during the competition. Willie, what, what do I do next? What do I do next? Yes, and I would actually... I give you an ideas to make. Willie, what's, what's a chiffonade cut? They want me to make a chiffonade cut. I don't know what a chiffonade cut is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so... That would be amazing. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna shift go shift and not and cut what shift <laughs> shift and not and cut a choco cut we we said at the beginning of the show we're gonna put choco in front of a lot of words we've kind of been failing at it so far but choco Zach and choco myself are are, uh, are gonna are gonna be uh, trying to do it a little bit more so let's kind of bu- burst into the end of the show because we did uh, we talked a little bit about the chocolates and making it I will say however that the one that I wanted to try the most was Christian's eggnog brandy truffle. That sounded like, to me, that's the one I wanted to try the most as a viewer. But the cinnamon coffee and the orange chocolate coconut that Cutter made, uh, that sounded really good as well. What What do you think yours was, Zach? Uh, I would say the ch- the choco bacon. Choco bacon? I mean, those are just like, that's like too, it's just, you're just aiming for my heart with, with the yeah. chocolate bacon truffle. Literally aiming for your heart. <laughs> <laughs> In more ways. I would have I would have loved to try uh Tristan's eggnog brandy. You know, around here down south, we uh tradition. we our eggnog all the time down here. And that's that's the tradition. You get wasted on eggnog. Down south is to get you some Pennsylvania Dutch and you have you a nice glass, you sit outside, and don't get that cold down here in uh, Houston, but you sit outside, look at some lights, and everybody gets toasted on eggnog and brandy and stuff and cognac. So when he said that, it made sense to me. I've been I've been seriously impressed with with Christian bringing the southern attitude into his cooking, especially ever since I saw the shrimp and grits, I was like, I like Christian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's that's good. that's what I'm saying. Always be you. Stay true to you. It's it's when you start veering off, and sometimes in this competition, thus far, you have to uh, get away from your roots a little bit because once you start sticking to the norm, you're kind of falling behind. So you have to constantly reinvent yourself in the competition, but always remain to those roots because that's what ultimately got you there. So moving on to uh, the judging and everything. So what we get is 
Cutter first, which I thought they would save Cutter for last, being like the suspense of him actually doing well in this competition because he's been on such a downward spiral for the past three episodes. Um, They do Cutter first, and, you know, the editors throw in this really inspirational music. (laughs) It's like, uh, he's like, I gave it a seven or an eight. Well, I give it, I give it probably compared to an artisan pizza, I give it a 10. Okay. (laughs) I'm, I'm not going to let you live down saying that pizza was artisan cutter, but I'll give you props for the, for the, for the truffles. I will give you that. They looked astounding. They, they did. They really did. And that reaction that you saw was so real. Really? Because it was like, finally, he just, like I said, he embraced it and he just did it. It wasn't all that extra talking back. It wasn't all that I'm trying to tell you. Uh, I protect it. I don't make desserts. You know, it was none of that. It was just, let me do it and bam. I think, uh, I think looking at his chocolate though, like looking at the ones that he made, it's, if you combined the, the contestants and made a box with three different types of chocolates, I think the perfect ones would be the eggnog brandy, the peppermint, with the chocolate and then the coffee, the the, the cinnamon mm-hmm. coffee. You'd have like a whole like you'd have like your your three a three meal course of chocolates right there. <laughs> yeah. Um. But okay. So Cutter he gives it a seven or eight. Grant says or Graham says it's a good job. Joe says it's a good job. Gordon says they look clumsy. And Cutter about has a heart attack. And then Gordon's <laughs> like, I'm kidding. You're, you're good. You're good. Careful. Do we need the paramedics in here? You guys are about to kill him. Uh, Christian has the, Graham tries the pretzel and Graham wants more pretzel. I guess, uh, I guess he didn't have enough pretzels, which I, I mean, mean, salt and chocolate together is so just good. a perfect combination, especially with yeah, the and pretzel. Yeah, and I think oh. he, he probably said that because, you know, once you chop like pretzels real fine, you really lose a lot of that salt Well, it's because the salt's connected to the outside. It's not actually cooked into the pretzels. So you're really losing exactly. all of the outside of it. Um, yeah. Let's see. So Big Willie, uh, Gordon steals your glasses and then takes a good hard look at your at your sprinkles. <laughs> and you just say, I love color. That's it. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't breaking down. I, I wasn't breaking down. And your, your chocolate is cut open and it looks like a cross-section of a delicious, colorful planet. Except the crust was a little bit too thick, sadly. It was sadly too thick. I still would have eaten it though. Like, I mean, oh, I'm... nobody's arguing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. And he did say I did have, uh, you know, the best flavor, you know, combination at the group. You know, there you and go. That habanero, throwing habanero in with sprinkles—that's so interesting. And kagurachi, the Japanese spice. Okay, I mean that. Uh, it made me want chocolate. It really did. Oh, a yeah. spicy chocolate is uh, is fantastic. It's because you don't expect it. Like you don't. it made, yeah, I, and it hits the back of your throat. Like, what is that? Yeah, I've I've like given I baked like some habanero brownies once for some. For, yeah, uh, for, habanero. No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, gave them to some people without telling them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach, it's not appropriate to give people special brownies without telling them. <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to say on that. But you can make going for me any day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Aran's could have been lighter. Aran's kind of in a – or Aran, I cannot get her name right. I'm sorry. Uh, could be lighter, they say. Uh, she's kind of in a funk this episode. I think uh, Christine really brings her up at the end saying that she's going to be the one to win it. 
Uh, Leslie's, they just, they do a commercial break on Leslie's, so we don't even know what to expect. (laughs) And we see them, and it looks like, it doesn't look like a chocolate truffle. It looks like somebody dug up a mushroom truffle and (laughs) dipped it in chocolate and then shoved it in a box. (laughs) So they were truffles, but they were truffles modeled after a truffle. They were a choco truffle. It, it they looked like donut holes, but not like the round donut holes like Dunkin' Donuts has, like the glazed ones that are always misshapen. <laughs> They're like the donut holes are like the rejects, and then it's like the 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 rejects of the rejects, like the the misshapen donut holes. They're like, eh, we'll give them out anyway. Just glaze them; people will eat it. <laughs> uh, they they look. I loved how he seasoned them though. Like his flavoring was like on point. He had a brandy yeah. and dark. He had a cayenne and milk. And he wants his wife to feel hot when he throws it in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. And uh, as as Leslie, as we know, Leslie is uh, living in Malibu, living it up with uh, with his with his wife and stepdaughter and everything. Oh, they don't live to his stepdaughter doesn't live with him. You you can say that he he's probably got to be pretty good on the wife's side. Like he's probably got to keep himself on the wife's good side. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. His, his, yeah. In his house, it's just him. What? And eight women. What? He's in the house with just women by himself. Like his family, all his, right? All his girls, all his children's girls. Oh, wow. And then his wife, and then Leslie. So you can only appreciate... His attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got to be like that to survive. Yes. And it also explains why he cooks such big portions because he cooks it for exactly. a big family. Yeah. You know, especially if you have your women around you all the time at different cycles. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You, you never like, get a moment. Exactly. You have to. You never know how different people are acting. So when you wake up every day in that kitchen, you have to act like you're at home. Okay, I don't know what person I'm going to get today. I don't know how they're going to treat me. I'm just ready. That's probably how he developed some of his flavors. Dad, I have a craving for cayenne and chocolate. (laughs) 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 Oh, but shout out to Leslie. No, we're not giving you crap, but that's probably why you have to have a yacht because you probably need some escape. Sometimes (laughs) Sometimes <laughs> get away, just get away. So Christine's they look amazing, but they're not round enough, and the chocolate is really bitter because she put cocoa nibs on the outside, and that is a big no-no. Because and I believe she also used uh, dark chocolate too, and we all know mm. that that's bitter. So I know not everyone's going to be aware. What ex- what is the difference here between cocoa cocoa nibs? Cocoa nibs are what you melt down to create something that you're going like if you want to glaze it or if you want to make a filling or something like that. You can even make a chocolate mm-hmm. out of it, but you need to add sugar, you need to add cream, you need to add something to give it a fluff and give it more of a chocolate consistency. They're literally made to be something else. They're not meant to be eaten just as they are. Is, yeah. Am I kind yeah. of on the right path there, Willie? Yeah. And if you uh, and if you do use them in their uh, rawest form, you always want to pat them with something else that's not bitter. And patting them with dark chocolate? Probably not yeah. the best. Um, so yeah. I think that it could have worked if she used those on the outside of like a really sweet cherry one. Like maybe a cherry would have yeah, been. Yeah, like uh, kind of like a, uh, let me say that's cordial, but yeah. cherry and the chocolate. You know, that could have been really good. 
Yeah, I, I would have been down for that. Um, so the decision is Cutter wins. And we get a nice shot of Francis L. in, like, a pink pajama coat with, like, white and black spotted, <laughs> like, looking like Hugh Hefner up there, but, like, the very eccentric <laughs> Hugh Hefner. <laughs> I feel like he needed a brandy sifter and just be watching everyone from above. <laughs> but can I just say, when they sent Cutter up to the balcony, like, he brought his chocolates up and he was like, hey, guys, look, Papa Ramsey approved them. <laughs> and he's like, try one. They're good. I promise they're good. Guys, you can trust it this time. It's it, They're artisan chocolates. They are artisan chocolate. No, but with, with, with oh god, with all with all like love and stuff, like he looked like a little kid who was just super excited to have done a good job at school that and, day. And you know, he needed that moment. He, he did. needed that yeah. moment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he needed a second win so he can come back in this competition and have everyone on Twitter stop hating him. Um, <laughs> bottom two because well, of, well, well, even. Oh, I'm not, not going to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I hope people stop hating on him because they need to realize it's it's a tough competition. Um, with, a, with, a, with a winner, though, you, there's always a loser, and we have the bottom two, which is Christine and Leslie. Christine, because her chocolates are too bitter, and Leslie, because his chocolates look like the reject of the reject of the Choco Donut holes. Um, <laughs> Willie, Willie, Arn, and Christian are all safe because they made some pretty good chocolates. Uh, Willie's, of course, the sprinkles aren't enough to kill you because if the sprinkles could kill you, I'd be dead right now. Um, Christine is sent home. They didn't even do a commercial break. And, uh, I'm, I, let's just say, I hope she's not bitter. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I could I had to do, I know. I just had to do the pun, Willie. <laughs> yeah. I can guarantee you that she's a fighter, uh, on top of a fighter. Like she, 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 she got it. Oh, baby, she's got it. She's Chaco got it. Well, when she's asked who's going to win, she says, Aaron, and that's kind of like, that's kind of the episode. Like, we've kind of broken down everything tonight, and we're about to run out of time in actually 30 seconds. So I do want to thank you again for joining us for the after show, Willie. It was really a pleasure to have you on here again. Thank you, and hopefully I'll be back again. <laughs> I know, we're going to have to have you for the finale when you win, right? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Willie. Thank you so much for tuning in. By the way, guys, uh, go to Twitter and follow Willie at, Willie at MC5Willie. Do you have anything you want to say to your fans on a last note before you leave? Uh, I love you all, and thank you for the continuous love and support. All right. Thank you, Willie. We'll see you next time. Uh, Zach, thank you all. Where can we find you on Twitter, Zach? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N, and also here at AfterBuzz, I'm doing Dominion, The Leftovers, and The Strain with Mr. Lemieux over here. Oh man, The Strain's good, but uh, don't watch Master Chef and get hungry, then watch The Strain, uh, guys. <laughs> I'm Stephen Lemieux again. You can find me on Twitter uh, at my name. Its spelling is right there: S T E P H E N L E M I E U X. Uh, be sure to go to iTunes, rate and comment. Leave us a comment. We'll try to get you a shout out from a, from a calling guest, you know, because that's how we roll. Uh, Uh, Go ahead and follow us, and we will see you guys next week for MasterChef After Show, Season 5, Episode 11, 11 Chefs Compete. Have a good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. later, Chaco. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.